Wednesday morning, and today we are doing our first Ask Dr. John. And this question comes in from Samuel from Switzerland. He's a longtime listener, Dr. John. And his question is in relation to a previous talk that John did called Revisiting the Concept of Freedom, a talk that was done at CMDS in 2014. And here is Samuel's question. In your talk, Revisiting the Concept of Freedom, you mentioned that four core virtues for the medical profession, according to current teaching in medical schools, and that they are usually just put side by side rather than put in a hierarchical order. Yet in practice, the four virtues will frequently be at odds with each other, and one needs to have a sound understanding which virtue is generally more important than the other ones. If I'm not mistaken, you then suggest the following order, non-malnificence as the most foundational virtue, followed by benevolence, then justice, then patience, autonomy. I understand that non-malnificence, i.e. the commitment of the doctor to never deliberately do harm to his or her patient is fundamental to trust in medicine. But could you elaborate on how you came to the ordering of the other three? Obviously, much of this might be relevant to social questions in general, not only to the medical profession. Samuel, thank you for that question. And that is what we're going to be jumping into today. Before we get into it, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment on your preferred app. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, feel free to subscribe. Additionally, if you have a question for Dr. Er, additionally, if you have a question for Dr. John, you can find a link in the description down below, whether you're on YouTube or the podcast, or you can visit www.johnpatrick.ca forward slash ask. Thank you, and let's get into it. Well, that's a brilliant question, Samuel. Thank you. Um, you're right. Yeah, in your uh, ordering, that is my ordering. I came to it slowly, um, over 40 years or so, uh, and in particular in reaction to um, the standard teaching in bioethics of uh, what I call the Georgetown mantra, uh, which is uh, those four things. But I've never met anybody who ordered them. Now, the reason for the ordering is, in my view, my respect for the scriptures. And it always astonishes me that when Moses begins his great commencement address called Deuteronomy, uh, the way in which it is structured is incredible. God, without giving any reason except I am saying this, begins with the ten divine intolerances, the things that he will not tolerate. You must not do these things. You can rewrite the Ten Commandments that way, and it makes the point, so to speak, for the modern world. Amazingly, it's also introduced by grace. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, precedes the Ten Commandments in both Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5. So, we have to understand these prohibitions as being full of grace, unless we wish to say that God changed his character within a sentence, which, no, he didn't. And of course, the more you think about it, the more you see how amazing that structure is. Because you can't legislate good things. You can't tell everybody we're gonna have a law and if you don't love one another, no, that law would never work because we all don't love one another at some time or another. 
But you can have laws saying you don't do these things. So the negatives that God listed are capable of being built into legislation and being built into a culture. And what they do is provide limits within which uh, other things can flourish. Now, with that framework of negatives in place, you can obviously extrapolate to the positive. By knowing about lies, you can understand that truth is out there, and so on. So, although we think of our physical cosmos as constantly enlarging, <coughs> our moral one is not. It's fixed. It goes from truth to lies, honor to dishonor, justice to injustice, uh, and so on. Uh, and we live in the middle of it, trying to make sense of it, trying to get as close as we can to the good end of the spectrum uh, on good days. But that's the way it works. So uh, a firm base in what you cannot do helps you to begin to understand what, what it means to be good and virtuous. Now, when that way of understanding has developed sufficiently, and by God's measurement, we're talking thousands of years, because they misunderstood the law. They thought, if we keep the law, Messiah will come. Jews still say that. But what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount is, sorry, you really didn't understand. You can't keep the law. It's beyond you because you're a fallen sinner. But without the law, you wouldn't know that you're a fallen sinner. The law, as Paul put it beautifully later, is a necessary schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It's only when you realize you're a mess and you can't fix it that you begin to make progress. You're a mess, you can't fix it, but Christ died for you, lived for you, and wants you to know how to live with him because that's the only way you can be fixed. Now once that is done, justice becomes a possibility. Without that framework, justice is standing in midair. It will be continuously manipulated as you see it is. Social justice is social injustice on many occasions. It's just a question of where you're looking from, your perspective. So only when those are in place can freedom really happen. Because freedom is not the freedom to do what you wish, going back to where we started today, but the, the ability to do what you ought. As Paul again puts it in Romans, you are to consider yourself dead to sin. Because in theological terms, you are dead to sin when you give your life to Christ. But you're not dead to sin in practice in this life. That comes later. And so freedom grows in you and with it comes the ability to do what you ought that's true freedom without Christ we're lost out of the crooked timber of humanity no straight thing can be made can't say that of all people does that help? I hope it does Samuel thank you Dr. John thank you for answering that question and thank you for that question Samuel again we hope you guys are enjoying this thank you for tuning in Tune in every Wednesday for new, daily, fresh content. With that being said, if you want to ask Dr. John a question, again, you can find a link in the description below, whether you're on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, or you can visit www.johnpatrick.ca forward slash ask. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next Wednesday.